Good morning, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Coffee with Jim and James. Audience members, I have to say something. When I looked at my calendar invite this morning and I saw two VPs of HR on there, <laughs> I, I started saying, what did I do? Did I do something wrong? I, you know, mm. but come on. I, I, had, I, had to, I had to throw that at you guys because- The terrible dated joke that is. Yeah, James and I don't appreciate that joke. No, we're uh, we're not going to normalize that. Ashley, uh, how have you been? It's been, uh, you know, months now since we ran into you last, but how are you? I am great. Yes, it, it, it has been some time and um, it unfortunately took me longer than I expected to recover. That was my first conference that I saw you all at um, for the year and I realized that I'm not in conference shape. Um, I heard that so many times. I'm Um, still sore. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, so I I think I'm recovered now um, and trying to get in shape for next year, um, which will hopefully entail much, much more travel and people. Yes. It seems like it. It seems like it's loading up to um, if if all the stars align, we're all going to need to get in conference shape. And yeah. we're going to have to figure out how to do business again while we go to all these conferences and do all this work. Uh, we've, we've been talking about that as the end of the year, kind of, you know, getting ready for 22. That's something that a lot of us are talking about is, all right, well, it's been like two years since we really traveled hard. How Truly. are we going to pull this off? Right. Truly. So should be interesting. Actually, for those that. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Coffee with Jim and James. Audience members, I have to say something. When I looked at my calendar invite this morning and I saw two VPs of HR on there, <laughs> I, I started saying, what did I do? Did I do something wrong? I, you know, mm. but come on. I, I, had, I, had to, I had to throw that at you guys because the terrible dated joke that is. Yeah, James and I don't appreciate that joke. No, we're uh, we're not going to normalize that. Ashley, uh, how have you been? It's been uh, you know months now since we ran into you last, but how are you? I am great. Yes, it it, it has been some time, and um, it unfortunately took me longer than I expected to recover. That was my first conference that I saw you all at um, for the year, and. I realized that I'm not in conference shape. Um, I heard that so many times. I'm Um, still sore. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, so I I think I'm recovered now um, and trying to get in shape for next year, um, which will hopefully entail much, much more travel and people. Yes. It seems like it. It seems like it's loading up to um, if if all the stars align, we're all going to need to get in conference shape. And we're going to have to figure out how to do business again while we go to all these conferences and do all this work. Uh, We've we've been talking about that as the end of the year, kind of, you know, getting ready for 22. That's something that a lot of us are talking about is, all right, well, it's been like two years since we really traveled hard. How are we going to pull this off? Right. So should be interesting. Actually, 
for those that don't know you, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Do us a favor and uh, let everybody know who you're with and, and what you do uh, there. And then also tell us how you got here. Sure. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, I am a, a definitely a, a newbie to the industry, um, especially whenever um, whenever in conversations, either at conferences or either just around um, our own organization, we we come from a, a pretty incredibly tenured organization. So I've been with Southern Star for almost three years now. Um, I am the um, I get the, the best job in the organization, which is focusing on our people strategy. And it has been, as everyone can appreciate, of those three years here, <laughs> the last two of them have been a, a whirlwind, but in an exciting way, because we have, from an HR perspective, we have really got been able to step in because, good or bad, the, the pandemic that we've been living in and continue to live in has forced the people strategy at the yeah. forefront. Um, and so while I can adamantly say that's where it always should be and should have been, um, it, it is there now. And so it is so refreshing to be able to now be having these conversations um, on a much broader scope when you're talking about how our industry excels through the people lens. And I'm sure we'll get into to more of that later. Um, I'm sure. I, I bet it comes up. <laughs> uh, I would guess. I would guess for sure. People yeah. are so important. We're we're seeing it. And actually, like you, I, so my title is actually VP of brand, but HR is a department that reports to me. So, um, and my first team, my first 18 months on the job over HR, well, my entire tenure has been in a pandemic and transitioning through that, you know, and so I, I feel you. Um, it's it, it has become quite the catalyst for a lot of different new, not new to maybe HR professionals, but new to industries and new to, to some generations and, and other folks, conversations that we've never really had a, a great chance to, to engage with folks on. So it's, it's nice to, to have a little bit of reception there and, and sit in it. <laughs> Well, the why is abundantly apparent now, right? And so while we've tried to um, push into those conversations and um, bring more of that thought leadership around um, our future people strategy, we, we don't have to spend all of the time defending it anymore and, and bringing the business case and the rationale as to why we need to think differently. It's all been laid out for us. Um, so that's been very helpful in accelerating the at least the, the planning and the vision and, and the strategy of, of what it looks like actually i'm not and jim i swear i'm gonna let you go no no you guys this is no well world. you knew how this was gonna go we've been I talking did, about valves and we've been talking about valves no. and ultrasonic i love it i love it two weeks <laughs> I, have a, I have a thought though in a second after you're done i have a thought well you might have to do it i might have lost it but um actually i did goodness gracious it's like we're it's our first go ahead jimmy Go. Are you sure? Yeah, jump in. I'll, I'll think of it. I forgot mine too. I'm just oh kidding. Oh, no, Ashley, yeah. it's great to see you again. I, I just have to say a few things. One, you know, we really got to know each other at, at SGA. And one thing about that, uh, we didn't mention that our award speech was given by your CEO, Jimmy Statton. That's and right. so all of a sudden we're, right, right? Yeah. Yep. So we're at, 
we're at SGA and we're all kind of, you know, getting to know people and all this whole thing. And the one thing that I noticed was organically as a fly on the wall, you and James, your passions, your purpose, your discussions about what you were just talking about, what people, um, <clears throat> culture, uh, everything that we're all dealing with in the pandemic, you know, what, what's the future of culture, where we are, where we were, where the pandemic has brought us. And a lot of things are very negative about the pandemic, but there's so many positive things about it too. And I, I was really enamored though, listening to you both talk at SGA about this, because again, when people have passions and purpose like that, it really shows and you know, good things are going to happen. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. If you had a crystal ball and you were to look into the future as to culture in our workplace, culture in our industry, culture, how it is evolving, what do, what do you see in our future for the very sometimes underused or overused word culture? And I, and, and I want to, you know, get some look at that. Back. Look at her smirk. She's about to go off on it. Take them oh. down that. <laughs> I know. Unfortunately, I don't get to copyright this, but I absolutely um, love this as a look. You know, we've heard, to your point, we've heard a lot of negativity around, um, you know, people not wanting to work anymore and the great resignation. And, yeah. um, and, and that tends to plague a lot of frustrations um, around businesses. But you've also perhaps seen a shift um, that it's not the great resignation, it's the great awakening. Mm. And this okay. is the time for companies to be more focused on, as, as I mentioned earlier, about people first. And my crystal ball is, is for seeing that we've spent, myself included, um, have been, has been guilty of working to live. And I see a shift that we all are able to operate in this amazing way where we're, where we, where we are actually living, um, and then, and working, and it can all happen, um, in a, in a synchronous way. Um, and, and everyone has an appreciation for what's happening at life. Um, you know, because I was one, you know, 15 years ago coming into the HR, um, world, it was, you need to leave your personal life at the door, leave it at the gate, you know, yep. you've got to come in and you've got to reset and you've got to leave that baggage behind. Now we have and, a baggage claim at each door. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I love that. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, and that is, that is, that was the expectation. And now we're saying, bring it all in, check it, bring it yep. um, and bring your whole self and, um, and let's embrace each other for, for who we are, where we are, where we've been. And that is going to be a, the cat to use your word, James, it is the catalyst um, for people feeling a lot less stress. I think the mental health, the physical well being, I think we all become a healthier society and businesses thrive. Um, yeah. And, and actually, I, I know we can't talk specifics, but, but, um, you know, we talk about the great resignation or, you know, the great awakening, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm, our retention is high over here. You know, like we, we provide a fantastic place to work. Yeah. We are, are, we definitely have a people strategy and we're, you know, we, we were working on that before this. So it, it was a catalyst for us. And honestly, we're not, I get it. We're trying to hire into it. And we realize that talent is everything, in the, you know, right now and in the future, but 
honestly, we're retaining people because we do have a strategy to, to keep people in our building and take care of them and do the right things, right? Yep, it seems so simple, treat them like people. Uh, and actually, and to your point, James, everyone is, we're having conversation as recent as yesterday. Um, and to your point, Jim, about the, the culture piece, the most difficult thing I think for us, at least at Southern Star, what we're having conversations about within our strategy and our focus um, for 22 is around getting comfortable that we all, we're so proud of our culture at Southern Star. Um, and, you know, we've been built on this culture of fun and being together. And, um, and we all, we sincerely, you can talk to anyone at Southern Star and I, and I, I feel confident that they would echo those sentiments. But now it's, and we've spent many years building that and, and finally got to a place where we felt we were, we never arrived, but we were there. And yeah. now we've got a reset and what people I'm have dumped it all on its head Just... and expect. Yes. For, for many years now, the expectation is different. And so that's going to make people um, and make us really uncomfortable that what we've done to get here, it's old adage, right? What we've done to get, get here is going to get us there. Yeah. And we have to rethink how we connect, how we collaborate, how we engage. Um, yes. It's it's not the same anymore. And that, that's going to be tough for a lot of organizations to figure out how to adapt to. Just one quick, I just want to throw this in, knowing my generation of age, I work for companies way in the past where we were told, leave your baggage at the door, you know, like shut it off, come to work, and then you can re and, We all did. It sounds good. Well, at least, at least, be, I mean, I could tell you, I mean, and some of these were Fortune 500 companies and we're like, and people you know, do right now. I mean, <laughs> there's yeah, a lot yeah. of people probably listening right now that, yeah. that are in those situations. It's not, you know, it, it's crazy to say it's relatively new, but it's yeah. relatively new. <laughs> Which is scary, right? It's scary, you know, as from a business perspective to, open the doors to all of that because it makes people, it could make people uncomfortable. It could cause strife. It could, you know, we don't talk about religion or politics or differences. NASCAR. So now it's like, let's go. <laughs> yes. All of the, all, all the things um, we're encouraging people to let's, let's have conversations. And that's, it's a, it's a bit scary. It's scary from an HR perspective. It's scary from a, um, just a leadership perspective of, um, of, of how you best facilitate and encourage those conversations. Yeah, I think it reminds me of something that I heard actually. Uh, I think it was Jason Dorsey was speaking about generations, and he said something that really struck a chord with me that I, and especially in HR and culture, just thinking about, you know, how do we always make it better is people, it, it's only new to people if they knew what it was like before. So we hired, you know, a ton of people this year that now their baseline is exactly how they walked in the door. And so you can't go back and say, well, you remember two years ago when we were, you know, terrible at this. And they're like, no, I wasn't here. You know, so it's, 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 a, con it's a continuous improvement, you know, mindset for sure too. Culture is a journey for sure. It's not, it is. not a destination. Actually, this kind of, you know, talking, we, we mentioned about the baggage and leaving it at the door and things like that. I think it kind of leads into another really important topic that I believe the pandemic was a catalyst for. And that's really the mental health discussion, you know, and, and 
we've always been beating the drum, maybe not as loudly as we should have, maybe not as consistently, but how important and what have you seen kind of, and, and I would, I'll qualify it further down into our industry. What, what, have you, what are you seeing unfold in that area? Wow, we don't have enough time today, um, James, to talk about that because it's it's still evolving. Um, and you know, we've as an as an organization, you know, we, we I felt very confident pre-pandemic that we had an incredibly re- robust um, support service for whatever people needed, for whatever they were going through in life, that we could we could tap them into a resource. Um, the tough part is, is as as you all, I'm sure, have probably experienced. Um, and hopefully didn't experience too much, but at least read a lot of statistics about, or people, it it all kind of, during the pandemic, it was always, it's fine, it's fine, we're good, like I'm running, you know, it was all happening so fast that we never had time to really stop and feel or realize the impact, and it felt like that happened from like March to about October, November of um, of 20. 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. 2020. Um, and then it seemed like we got about a year ago, everyone kind of realized um, what, what was, what the toll was taking on their lives. And it was an amazing from a business, from an economic perspective, businesses were, were generally booming. Right. But it was at a cost and we're not talking about that enough. It was at a cost of our people. Our people were not thriving. Businesses were, but our people were deteriorating as a result of it. And so we're still, I think a a year after that realization and people realizing it, they're still asking um, and raising their hand. And we we had a listening session, what is it, Tuesday, just two days ago of of still people not sure how to find the balance. Um, We're we're trying to still do it all and run run in, in those parallel paths that we always have. And it is, it is wearing on people and people are, are retreating to other forms of recreation to help pacify what they're, what they've been feeling and, and to yeah. cope. And so I know I'm not giving you a definitive answer, James, but it is messy and it is heavy. And at now we have an onus more than ever as organizations to provide solutions because it's not, here's a provider, here's a mental health coach here's legal services, here's the best, you know, we're going to buy everybody a Peloton bike. Like those aren't the things anymore of what it's going to take. We really have to be thoughtful about how we're, how we're encouraging and facilitating and leading people through their work every day and what the expectations are. We've had conversations about this um, dot anxiety. We're a, we're an MS Teams organization and there's all this anxiety about, you know, if my dot is yellow too long and um, we actually, I was listening to a, um, a podcast just last week that this is a real thing, that people are anxious about their availability or the lack of their availability while they're trying to live in these dual worlds. Um, and I, so I read something, kind of actually, I, I read something or, or a podcast, who knows what it was, but they were talking about how we're not built to stare at ourselves all day, you know, and how um, it's, you know, the mental health toll that that takes of constantly you know the vanity behind it and you know am I looking okay am I looking engaged like you said the the dot keeping your dot active and you know we all have that and it's so big and so small I think 
you can't throw a blanket over, you know, the answer for everyone. That's, that's why it's so messy and so tricky is, you know, we're trying to just strip things back and say, be present, you know, like to our leadership, just whatever that means in that moment, like quit, <laughs> quit being proud of how busy you are and how long, you know, your hours or whatever, because everyone's watching and it could be something as simple as saying, I don't expect an answer after hours ever, you know, like I've, I've recently reached out to my teams and said, if I send an email at two in the morning, it's because I'm up and it's, I'm not looking for an answer or, you know, I never want that to feel like that. If it's six o'clock at night and you're at the dinner table and you see a Slack message or a team message come through, it's more so I don't forget, you know, but not even saying that people, you start building Culture builds itself by your actions or your inactions. And yep. we've um, always heard about the shadow of the leader, right? And it is, it is, it is hardly even a shadow anymore. It is there. And so those actions, James, and it's tough because I, I hear a lot of leaders say the same thing, but there's a lot of people who don't trust that. Well, yeah, she says she doesn't really want a response tonight, but she's right. plugged in. So should I be? And so I've tried to even go the extra mile to say, Hey, I, I unplugged at three 30 today to get, to get to my girl's soccer practice. And I'm, but I know I've got to plug back in later to wrap up the day. And that's, so don't, don't have that worry that, oh my gosh, it's nine o'clock and Ashley's still working. She must've been working for the last 15 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I've been to soccer practice, cooked dinner, been done homework and got everybody in bed. And now it's back to my time. That is flexibility. That's what leaders have to model more of and be very intentional about. Absolutely. I hate to regress, but you said something before where people are feeling stress and they're looking for recreational, you use a term in there. And I assume that you might be talking people that might be looking at uh, either drugs or alcohol or something like that. And uh, I'm very vocal about it. I'm blessed to be 10 years sober right now. And I'm a leader at a recovery church. And a lot of people don't realize that before the pandemic, one in 11 Americans suffer with some sort of substance issue. And we say that it could be everything from the one extreme to the other. And the one extreme could be, I just don't feel comfortable after I have a glass of wine, one glass of wine. And if you don't feel comfortable with it, that's something. And our concern at the Recovery Church has been during the pandemic, what a, you know, we've seen when people finally come to the point where they want to get help or want uh, uh, an ally or to be able to spend time talking about it, that number has really increased. Yeah. And it's interesting when I go to meetings and I, let's say I'm at a, a, a meeting somewhere and I look at 20 people and I say to myself, wow, there could be two people right here that are struggling with something. And you would never know it though. You, you look at them and they, they have the facade and everything's fine. It's kind of, it's kind of humbling. It's kind of a little bit uh, eye-opening too. I just wanted to share that. Actually, you, you said something when we started on this particular, you know, topic that, uh, you know, we don't have enough time for it. Um, we actually just started a series. I think we have a couple into it um, on mental health for, yes. for this podcast. And so we do want to have you back, um, you know, to talk about, you know, maybe some things and some programs that y'all are doing or, you know, just man, nerd out on some some mental health stuff, but It'd be great. it's a big topic and, and uh, yeah. we love to see other folks out there, you know, living it and doing it. I know you're doing great things.
things over there. Because I don't know, to your point, kudos to you all for doing that, because much like a lot of things right now, I don't know that there's a company who has it figured out perfectly no. and can roll out their roadmap and say, this is exactly how you do it. We're, we're building it in the water. We're building the boat in the water right now. And so I think anytime organizations and thought leaders can come and share what they're doing, that's, that's awesome. So thank you for facilitating. Uh, that. And I don't want to just, I mean, three episodes after this one, but um, we're also going to be kicking off an HR series Ooh, this year. Wow. And uh, uh, I know we talked a little bit about it. I included Jim's, in that? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make you an honorary member. Okay, it's gonna be enlightening for you. But Ashley's gonna join us again. Uh, you're a wealth of knowledge. But I just wanted to chime in that we have tons of time to talk about that one day. Awesome. You guys, okay, I got to get a word right. in edgewise. You two are just nerding and geeking out. Wait, can I use those terms these days? But anyways, you guys are having fun. Let, let me, let me, a few things that I heard, and we talked about a little bit in the pre-show, uh, you know, Energy World Net, our core is innovation. Everything that we do, whatever it is, whether it's our technology or our people, innovation. And I know Southern, I've known Southern Sarah for, I, I hate to say for a long time. But being an ex-midstream pipeline guy, I'm very well versed with it. One thing that I, I, I absolutely uh, admire about Southern Sire is thought leadership. And we do too at, at Energy World. Our thought leadership pillar is, is very important to us. In the pregame show, you know, we're, when we we're just talking, and you, you mentioned a term um, you know, about people having a seat at the table. You mentioned the, the phrase, you know, getting involved. Um, you also talked about industry awakening. Um, can we unpack some of those things a little bit for our audience? Just you know, enlighten a little bit as to what those actually mean and how they are, how they're, uh, I guess, carried out or, or whatever the right term would be. Sure, absolutely. I think um, you hit the nail on the head with the focus on innovation because that is. That, as you know, from, a, from an SGA perspective, um, we, our Jimmy, our CEO, was the chair of SGA, or is the chair of SGA this year, and that was his theme uh, about innovating to a clean energy future. And that's not just about what people, I think when you hear that, people think more about, you know, renewables and, and, and introducing hydrogen into the equation. And, um, you know, we all love, love that vision and excited to get there, but can you do it if you don't have a culture that's innovative? And so what do you need to do to embed innovation into the culture of your people? And what do you do to encourage? It comes back to that conversation that we also have had separately about inclusion and diversity. And yeah. that's, why, that's why it is so important to us because absent having an inclusive environment and bringing diversity to the table to have unique conversations and unique perspectives, are we really going to be as innovative as we need to be to ensure that our industry not only sustains itself, but grows and thrives? And so it's all part of the, the future energy equation is it all comes back to culture. It all comes back to our people and what we're doing to equip them um, to help dream that up. Because um, it, it all starts with a person. Somebody's idea uh, is what it takes to propel where we need to go as, as an industry. So I think while we're putting in a lot of work groups and, and partnering with industry, with other partners um, around the industry to focus on the output of industry, or sorry, the output of innovation and how our industry becomes innovative. If you're not looking internally at what you're doing to ensure your people 
are are equipped to be innovative, then I don't think you get there. Thank you. Yeah, Thank that, was, that was solid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have a yeah, product guys- we have a product innovation department. So I'm I feel like they all just stood up and clapped. Uh, <laughs> They we, did. Yeah, it well, is one of our Slack messages now. Yeah, I, they heard that from there. Now it's very important. And, you know, I, and th- I'm going to bring up some the thing I forgot earlier, because I think it supports this is one thing I think that's really neat. Actually, I'm sure you y'all experienced the same thing over there is used to I was the one running around beating the culture drum and that we've got. A, and now I go to meetings and. I don't have to say a word like people are saying it, you know, but our culture is, and you know, that doesn't align with our culture or, you know, we got it. And I'm like, what is happening? You know, and you, you finally start seeing people get it. And when you talk about that innovation being at that core, it's the same thing. It's so contagious when you see an idea that, you know, came because you're public with it and transparent and be like, man, so we're going to lean into this and it turns into a product or a solution or whatever it might be, whether it's public or internal. It's such a big moment and celebrating those moments and, and creating that kind of energy and that vibe. So important. So important. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's such a proud moment. I'm sure you just want to scoot back in your chair and just feel like a proud dad for a minute. They call because- me the, they call me the brand daddy. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Rightfully so. But but again, it's you know you you laid that that the the steps yeah. um at many a long time ago, and it's the, the pandemic has accelerated everyone's awakening to where we are. So so congratulations to you. You um, too. How about that you, Jimmy? Spirit that you're feeling around your organization because it's that's not something you can just put on yeah. your checklist for the day and do. It's, it's such a long game. Yeah. And yes. people don't understand that part. It's there's no, I mean, there's milestones and, you know, things like that along the way, but it's, it's something that you, you may be waiting 18 months to even know if it's bad, yep. <laughs> you know, like it, yep. it's, it's just a hard thing to explain. Yeah. There's should, no, there's no scorecard or checklist or things that you look for in it's, that way it's, and it's you're ne- and you're never there right never because there. if you never ever say you're there then you've lost Meaning and the pandemic always- hits and it changes mm-hmm. so yep. Yep. <laughs> you have to evolve ashley before we um, sign off today we always give people kind of the floor a little bit um, to share maybe anything something that you're passionate about something that you learned along the way anything our industry whatever you're you know, your boss. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but is there anything you'd like to share with our audience? Thank you. Um, I, I know we've talked a lot just about the, the pivot that's necessary. And, and I know that's a overly used word right now, but um, I think that's my, my biggest, um, it, it concerns me and excites me all at the same time is just for all of us to be more thoughtful about where we're going and how we're going to get there. And don't be so quick to retreat to the way we've always done things because we were successful. Why do we need to change? It's easy to do that. Um, so I just, I really, I'm really hopeful that this is exact, this is a great awakening and that every leaders, everyone in the organizations are looking around and, and taking the pause um, and being intentional and thoughtful about what we need to do better um, because it's, it's, it's necessary. The conversations are happening around, you know, the world right now, but our industry 
it is so critical for our industry. I would love for our industry to lead through this. Um, and that's, that would be my, um, that's my, my biggest piece that keeps that's, me up at night. And what I would challenge. encourage everyone yeah. to think about. Yep. Absolutely. Just threw down the gauntlet. She says, yep. <laughs> step up to the table. There's seats available. Let's, yep. uh, let's get people moving. Well, I'm hopeful for the future as well um, because of people out there working just like you, Ashley. So thank you for what you're doing and being at those tables and, and helping bring this industry along. Jimmy? Well, let me say something. I'll, I'll say it to our audience. I know we have a lot of associations that follow us and watch us. These two people right here, get them. Let's put them on a panel with another person. These people right here, Ashley and James, you, you, the passion that is that you both have would be great at future conferences and events. So I'm right now volunteering these now, people now booking at conferences. Okay, I'm serious. You got to let us get more in conference shape before then. But I'm serious. You. This is a message that needs to get out and keeps needing to be get heard and understood sure. and and embodied. So I, I again, uh, I'm I'm going to be a proponent of that uh, in 2022, getting you two on some sort of panels. I I will help with that. Go Secondly, on. please tell Jimmy that we said hi, oh, as well as the whole Southern Star team. Tell me we said hi. Uh, for our audience members, please, if you're on the LinkedIn profile, connect with Ashley, follow Southern Star, see all the great things they're doing, get involved, ask some questions. And if you have anything about this, James and Ashley are the ones that would welcome questions. If it's some little tip or trick, they'd be happy to help you. Ashley, thank you so much for joining thank us today. You. It's been our absolute pleasure. Audience, until next week on Coffee with Jim and James, as I always say, please stay safe and we'll see you next week. Take care, everybody. Thank Have a you. good day. Wait, James, is this where we dance to the music going uh, on? It comes in about this point. Ashley, uh, we're what's gonna the, have to- What's the mood? I don't, I, <laughs> yeah, that's about it. That's about it's it. About... <laughs> Wait, the techno? <laughs> Bye everybody, have a great week. Thanks, Ashley. Thank you.